Welcome to Two Open Doors, the podcast that explores our power to open or close the doors of relationship with the important people in our lives. We hope you'll learn from and share your wisdom with our community. Thanks for joining us. In prior posts, we've seen how we humans have emotional doors that we must open if we want to connect deeply with another person. Each of us has control of our own door, and in order for a deep relationship to work, each partner must open their door to the other. Then, and only then, can each partner truly see and understand the other while letting oneself also be seen and understood. We need to ask ourselves, is our door closed? There are many things that can make us unreceptive or unready for personal connection. First, we must have an interest in having a relationship with someone. Such interest can be rooted in many things, such as physical attraction, a sense of shared worldview and goals, shared experiences, or many other things. We won't explore that further here. We'll just note that without interest in connection, it's unlikely that we'll create and maintain a relationship with a potential partner. A second and common source of a closed personal door can be found in a person's negative experiences. There are many forms of trauma, such as physical, sexual, or psychological abuse, that can short-circuit one's receptiveness to relationships. Pain causes one to take a defensive stance in life, motivated by fear of further hurt. The resulting apprehensiveness can become generalized to include far more than the original source of pain. For example, being rejected by someone who is close and meaningful to us can predispose us to expect rejection from later candidates for close relationships. Such guardedness can keep us from being emotionally available to a partner, potentially dooming any relationship with that partner to failure. In such a case, our door is closed to them. A partner who lacks integrity can also prompt us to close our door to them. Such a partner may have betrayed confidences, agreements, or commitments with us, as in the case of monogamous partners who violate their sexual exclusivity with one another. A partner may prove themselves to be unreliable or untrustworthy, or they may simply act in ways that are significantly at odds with our own sense of morality and ethics. We're unlikely to be willing to open our door to such a person. Differing expectations and goals between partners are yet another situation that can cause door-closing negative experiences. For example, if one member of a couple has a strong desire to become a parent, while the other is focused on career development and doesn't want children, that misalignment will leave one or both partners feeling dissatisfied and unhappy. Sharing important beliefs, goals, and worldview is important to avoiding or minimizing negative partnered experiences, and thus to each partner's ability to maintain an open door for a relationship. A lack of interest in connection, or the presence of negative experiences with a partner, can both impede a partner's ability to present an open door to their partner. Let's now consider what things are required in order for a person to open their currently closed door. Let's turn our attention to the role of desire. People can be drawn into wanting a relationship by a variety of different things. Wanting to create a relationship with someone in order to become physically, emotionally, and mentally close to them is the basis for desire. As we've discussed in earlier episodes, a desire for physical closeness is described as lust, while a desire for emotional and mental closeness is described as intimacy. Let's examine four of the factors that contribute to desire. Some people seem to be especially attractive to us. The popular notion of personal chemistry describes this sometimes mysterious attractive force. Often, chemistry is driven by physical attractiveness. 
course, people's physical preferences differ, but when we encounter someone who matches our preferences for appearance, our interest is likely to be piqued. Beyond physical appearance, a person's personality and demeanor can contribute powerfully to a feeling of chemistry with that person. How a person behaves and how they present themselves has a potent effect on our attraction to them or lack thereof. Positivity, confidence, and an appearance of strength are traits that have broad appeal. For some people, seeing someone with an adventurous and playful spirit can be a strong draw, while others might resonate more with those they perceive as deep and thoughtful, or kind and generous, or any of a host of other possible personality traits. Tastes differ. The relationships between personality and desire are both important and convoluted. There has been some amount of scientific study of this topic. Two popular and easily accessible books by Helen Fisher, Ph.D., Anatomy of Love, and Why Him, Why Her, address these relationships. Our relationship preferences are largely learned, but they also have a strong underlying component of neurobiology. As usual, both nature and nurture have a role to play. Partner compatibility is a second important ingredient to creating desire. As used here, the term compatibility describes a felt sense of alignment in how two partners see and experience the world. Compatible partners share common ground in their beliefs and worldview, at least in the areas that matter to both of them. Compatible partners also often share a common socioeconomic standing, which enables them to both be comfortable in the circumstances that they share. As an extension of that, compatible partners often share overlapping social circles, such as friends, organizations to which they belong or which they support, professional or, or political affiliations, and other social common denominators. While there seems to be no pat formula for compatibility, shared beliefs, attitudes, and experiences seem to lie at the root of it. Compatible partners are comfortable with one another. Feeling desired by one's partner is a third major contributor to feeling desire for them. Feeling desired conveys a sense of being seen, understood, and appreciated by them. Such feelings make it easier for us to open ourselves to our partner with trust and vulnerability. Feeling desired acts as an invitation for us to reach out to our partner. It's an invitation to connect. Shared relationship goals act as a fourth promoter of desire. Partners need to want the same things from their relationship. Otherwise, they may pull the relationship in different directions. Shared goals help ensure that the partners in a relationship agree on what benefits or gains they expect to attain from their investment in that relationship. Let's turn our attention now in a different direction, considering trust. Desire provides a motive force for engaging in a relationship. However, there's a second key contributor to enabling a relationship to prosper. That ingredient is trust. Taken together, desire and trust enable us to open our door to connecting with a partner. Fear is an emotion that can keep us locked in a position of distrust toward a partner. That fear may have been caused by some sort of earlier trauma, whether experienced with that partner or with someone else. Fear can also exist in reaction to past betrayals or disappointments. In any event, experiencing fear in a relationship can serve as a parking brake that will prevent the relationship from thriving. How can we displace fear that we experienced with a partner? The first necessary step is clearly removing the causes for that fear. Only when the fear-inducing experiences are no longer present in a relationship can a person relax into connection with that partner. Beyond removing the negative effects of bad experiences, a person must also consistently experience safe and welcome experiences with that partner. 
Only the occurrence of reliably positive experiences can make one feel safe in a relationship. Felt safety is a necessary but insufficient condition for removing fear from a relationship. In addition, a person must feel respected and valued by a partner. Respect and feeling valued are indicators that our partner sees us as worthy of their support and good treatment. A partner who sees us as worthy of respect is unlikely to pose a threat to our safety. Trust is an assessment that we make of someone over a period of time. We need to experience their behavior and their attitudes toward us over an extended period. That's the basis for the observation that trust is earned. Over time, we can develop confidence that our partner will consistently act as our friend and supporter. Our partner can demonstrate their interest in our well-being by showing their willingness to respond to our requests. More subtly, they can show that interest by being sufficiently attuned to us to understand our probable needs and desires and by acting to fill those. Of course, no one is a mind reader, so good verbal and nonverbal communication between partners is essential. However, using one's empathy to try to understand a partner's inner reality can be a powerful demonstration of caring. For a person to feel confident with their partner, that partner needs to demonstrate their allegiance and support. A willingness to be supportive is not sufficient. Love is a verb, not just an abstract concept or a feeling. Through their consistent actions over time, a partner can demonstrate their appreciation, responsiveness, and reliability. The combination of willingness to be responsive to a partner and consistency of support for that partner can establish a person's confidence in their partner. Two open doors require that fear be removed from a relationship and that the partners in the relationship have confidence in one another. Then they can both move from potential distrust of one another to trust. If desire is present along with that trust, the doors to deep relationship are open between the partners. Deep connection is then possible with both partners open to knowing and being known and with the relationship energy being free to flow between them in both directions. The resulting synergy and emotional resonance between those partners may be among the most meaningful and sought-after experiences that we humans are capable of. To learn more about Two Open Doors and to engage with our community, I'd like to invite you to visit the Two Open Doors website at twoopendoors.com and the Two Open Doors Facebook group. Finally, I invite you to contact me directly by writing to me at claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, at twoopendoors.com. I'd love to hear from you, and I'll use your input to guide my work on future blog posts and podcast episodes. Thanks for visiting Two Open Doors. Mm -hmm.